listening to Sports Radio Detroit. grave discussions <laughs> i am barnabas and i am samael and you're tuning in to episode number 26 one jump scare to rule them all if you don't get it you suck <laughs> yeah you're an idiot dummy dummy stupid stupid no but we love you throw milk at him we love you uh but we're gonna be talking about james Wan in this episode and specifically the conjuring universe of of horror and it's all going to be a lead up to none other oh man get it none other than than the nun oh boy yep yeah we've been waiting for this one a while and it's coming out was it tomorrow uh tomorrow's thursday well technically tomorrow like night but friday yeah i'm I'm, i've been waiting for so long Mm -hmm. i've after i mean i was kind of Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil my thoughts on the Conjuring series. It's just that I've been waiting for the Nun a while. Yeah. And like, I really liked Annabelle too. The second Annabelle was mm. really good. The first one, like I said, yeah. we'll talk about it. But we'll get into that. I've just been waiting to get into like the lore of this of these mm-hmm. demons and like the backstory. I mean, I know Valak. You know, I st- I know the Goetia and all those mm. goetic demons and stuff. But I want to see like in the Conjuring universe, like what he is, right? Like, yeah. What he does, and it's it's interesting to me. I agree. And so, yeah, The Nun comes out Friday. We're going to talk about all of this stuff in more detail, but that's going to be later. Before we get into our first uh, couple of segments here, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Sports Radio Detroit. Yes. Our gracious hosts. The most gracious. Yes. And you can find them on social media. They have a Facebook and Instagram and a Twitter as well. Just search Sports Radio Detroit. You can find our show on there and all of the other excellent shows. So right now we're going to move into our news. Uh, it's been this an kinda, okay week, but this, this was kind of surprising. So Henry Cavill or Cavill or however the fuck you say his last name, <laughs> Superman, is uh, officially cast now as Geralt for the Witcher. Uh, eight episode series which i think is supposed to be premiering on netflix, netflix yeah. yeah i didn't know witcher was gonna get a fucking series what yeah the fuck? Like, it's, it's pretty cool because uh i mean i have played witcher 3 i love that game yeah i've, I've heard you it's, talk about it's it it's really good um it, it does have some horror elements because you know it's in this like foreign land and there's all these monsters and everything and Geralt himself is like a mutated human um and basically is deemed like a monster in order to fight monsters um so it's it's pretty cool i mean the lore is like super great and there's been actually been like a lot of books which is where the games originated from yeah, um, I know that shit. yeah so it makes perfect sense as like a series because you know each episode can be like its own story or more than likely they're gonna have um you know this like overarching story or something right which i think is the case because uh the plot synopsis uh says that Geralt struggles to find his place in a world where people often prove more wicked than beasts, but then uh, he finds a powerful sorceress and a young princess, hmm, I wonder who those could be, uh, with secrets, and then they go on adventures and shit. Um, so I'm pretty excited for it. About the casting, I think that it could work. There's kind of like a cool mock-up image on this article on Bloody Disgusting of like Henry Cavill as Geralt, and it looks pretty good. I think so if they do that like makeup kind of it looks close to that picture above so yeah so I think it could work and um you know I wouldn't say that he needs like a lot of range to play Geralt because Geralt is supposed to be like devoid of human emotion and shit like that but that in itself I feel like is really demanding for an actor so we'll see I mean hopefully he does it and hopefully he plays the character well because I think that would be pretty impressive gotta be honest I think it's going to be one of those series that after eight episodes, it's going to disappear. 
honestly, if the eight episodes are good, then I'm perfectly okay with that. You know, I'm not. If they're good, I'd want it to continue. I'd, I'd, I'd want to see more. I'm just saying, like, if the viewership wasn't there and they had to cancel it, then it would be okay as long as the season was good. You know. Yeah, I mean, eight episodes though. I mean, why? Why such a weird fucking? Why not ten? Know. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think it's. I think it's a fine number. They're probably gonna be like an hour long. So. And maybe that's really all the story they had. I don't know, but uh, be on the lookout for that. There is no official release date yet, as far as I could tell, for the Witcher series, but Henry Cavill just cast. Uh, hopefully, they begin production soon. The uh, next article here. This is I was. This looks fucking great. Yeah, this is probably the thing I'm most excited about. So, John Boyega, uh, who plays uh, Finn in the new Star Wars movies, and uh also a a lesser known character from a great horror kind of sci-fi creature thing called attack the block is producing a new creature feature called a spriggan a spriggan what's a spriggan yeah well let me tell you sam (laughs) (laughs) so uh spriggans according to the article here and i know a little bit about them uh, were typically depicted as spirits related to the trolls of Scandinavia, okay, characterized that's... as gross, grotesquely ugly, wizened old men with large, childlike heads. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah. So from the photo I'm looking at right here, you guys just look up a spriggan and you'll yeah. see this. It looks cool. Looks like it's climbing out of bricks. I think this is like a statue, um, or something like that. But we need more creature features, and I really yeah. like now that they're kind of like slowly creeping back up. Yeah. What's that other creature feature that I showed you? That not I showed you, but you said like I tagged you in it, and you said you've heard of it. Oh, Willow Lake. Yeah, yeah, or um, Cherokee Creek. Was it Cherokee? Th- yeah, uh, Cherokee. What the Creek, fuck is Willow Lake? I have no fucking idea. That's probably another movie. Yeah, Cherokee <laughs> Creek. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm a little <laughs> off today, but no, it's cool. Jeez, but yeah, Cherokee Creek. That one looks really cool. Dude, that and this, like, dude, I'm ex. Dude, that's what made my fucking like mm-hmm. the childhood pumpkin head, the relic yeah, shit dude. like that. Because they were really cool and terrifying at yeah, the now, same time. Now, now then we go. F- now the you know the modern thing is mm-hmm. ooh ghosts. Oh my! Yeah. Look at the ghost. He moved the frying pan, yeah. and the frying pan wasn't there originally. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, you. I'm, I'm appreciating monster flicks more because uh, they've been trying to go back to doing more practical effects and less CGI shit, and that's that's pretty cool. Like the monster, I don't really think a lot of that stuff was CGI. Um, and hopefully this won't be as well, but the premise sounds super cool. I like I like stuff based yeah. upon like local legends, you know. Yeah, exactly. Every every city has their own thing. What does Michigan have? We have. Uh, uh, I think there's a lot of stuff in Michigan. There's like the Eloise Hospital, um, or whatever the fuck it was. There's a movie about that too. Um, I don't know. There, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff in like the UP. I think. You know, in uh, in our city, they say. Uh, like on haunted locations they have saint mm-hmm. lattice lost like right there like oh yeah as haunted places because they used to perform exorcisms on children oh. in the rooms like literally right here like, wow that's that's pretty crazy i heard something about the, the up2 and then we have our own folklore about the penny yeti yeah but that's for another day yeah that's for that's you guys <laughs> don't know about the penny yeti and no but you will you you won't see him coming yeah, be pre- you'll just see your piggy bank slowly <laughs> deflate. Be prepared for a Penny Yeti campfire episode. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't even know what's going on. We're gonna make. We should make totally make a fan film. Yeah, that would be just, great. Just like just, just just us two do it. Just fucking yeah, drop I agree. A, drop. But dude, okay, seriously, one sec. The Penny Yeti. Okay, so we were at school, right? Let's give the very basic. And it was the winter time. I put a penny in a very very obscure place. I put it like on the corner of like a concrete sidewalk like yeah like but a really obscure path Mm -hmm. we go back there a few hours later the penny's gone yeah the (laughs) only logical explanation is not that someone kicked it into the grass or something but there is a yeti Mm -hmm. who's going on about collecting pennies i mean the yeti is probably like in shit tons of debt and that he just collects everything he can he's probably in the third floor of the library just probably hiding out just watching people (laughs) so anyway if you're excited about all the new creature features be excited for a spriggan it's also got a two-time oscar-winning visual effects supervisor neil corbold and his company neil corbold special effects handling the creature design so that already so you know it's going to be pr- a lot of practical effects oh yeah so I'm, I, I'm excited and practical is what kind of <laughs> practical effects can like really make a creature movie and cgi mm-hmm. can really break a creature movie yeah that's true 
Honestly, if if the relic was not released when it was released, that CGI would be fucking horrendous. Like yeah, people, I agree. people would be like, "What the fuck is this? You fucking yeah. you copied and pasted a video game monster." Into yeah, for movie. for that time, like with that was how the rest of it was visually done. Yeah, that was crazy at the time. It, yeah, it made sense and it was super cool. Yeah. But, so uh, yeah, I'm excited to see more practical stuff in this movie. Be on the lookout for that. The next one actually is, is also I think going to be kind of a harken back to more like you know 80s stuff possibly practical effects stuff it's a new movie called the shed um that's gonna be yeah it's gonna be done by the producers of frozen not the disney one i heard it was garbage i liked it actually i I thought it was good i don't know i heard it was garbage that's all i know about it i thought it was good hatchet we already know what we feel about hatchet hatchet is awesome yeah the first one and the second one and even the third, the third one's, one's pretty one's good, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but overall, we like those movies. And uh, The Shed sounds really cool. It's starring Frank Whaley and Cody Costro. And uh, essentially what I got from the plot synopsis is that um, a kid uh, is living with his abusive Yo, hold on, grand- hold on. grandpa. Hold on, read this. The film is a bigger boat production. The company behind Frozen, Saw 6, and the forthcoming Pumpkinhead remake. Mm-hmm. When the fuck are they remaking Pumpkinhead? I think I heard like something small about that. but I haven't yeah, heard I anything. We'll, we'll look more into it and then we'll talk about it. Holy shit. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, the story is about this kid living with his uh, abusive grandpa. And then he's got a best friend who's bullied at school. And then he finds out that in his shed, there's like some kind of monster or something. And he's basically trying to, uh, like, lure the bullies there so the monster can eat them or some shit like that. I don't know, but it, it's a cool premise. And I feel like it's it's got to have some kind of 80s vibe to it because the poster itself has, like, a huge 80s vibe to it. Yeah. And it's a really cool poster. So. I like I like movie titles like The Shed, yeah. The Barn, The Cabin. The whatever. Cabin in the yeah. Woods, The... <laughs> whatever the, yeah. the boy it's very simple but it, i mean it gets the point across exactly. you're immediately intrigued you know like okay what about the shed you know so i'm i'm pretty excited for this one uh there's no release date yet but it, it was pretty much just announced uh but be on the lookout for the shed put it on your calendars somewhere just scroll just all over when's it coming the out? Shed. Did it, did they, say? they don't they don't say god I know. God. <laughs> but uh, let's move on now. I got a couple quick trailer announcements for you guys. The first is a, a pretty big one. It's Halloween, but it's the second official trailer. It looks dope. It, it looks does really, really good. Cool, yeah. I'm really. I'm. I'm. I can't wait for. It. Honestly, this is. This is probably the the horror movie, the, I've cared about the most mm-hmm. since. Literally since like, the Jason remake. Damn. Yeah. Oh, they, from like 2009 or something. Yeah, they did that shortly after mm-hmm. uh, the Michael remakes. Yeah. And those were foosh. Yeah. So the Jason remake was a breath of fresh air and I really liked it. So now this, ignoring like the whole Thorn universe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the, ignoring the whole Michael is Laurie's brother. Yeah, it's just Michael everything. is a crazy killer. Basically. Yeah, and, and now she's obsessed with him. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about her. He broke out so he could just go kill more people. Yeah but uh go check out the the second trailer the first one was like really action-packed and this one kind of was too but it features some more like suspenseful like stalking shots at the beginning it was so good it reminded me of halloween one and two like a lot i don't want to sound like a fanboy but i'm so glad bloomhouse is doing halloween Mm -hmm. yeah me too I, I think they're going to do it justice but let's move on for sure uh the next trailer announcement we have for you guys it's called Camp Cold Brook, yep. And uh, this one I was kind of excited about because it, it's got not only Chad Michael Murray. And my, she has my childhood crush. Yep. The, the love of your, my life. Your girl. The love of my life. Danielle Harris, yep. She's going to be in this alongside Chad Michael Murray. Dude, that was like my first, like, that was my first, yeah. like, uh, I would say, like, celebrity crush was Danielle She's a Harris. beautiful person. And she's, like, a great squ- scream queen, too. Yeah, dude, she's 40. I think she's, like, 41. 41 and she still yeah. looks like she's in her 20s. Yeah. So I'm excited for it, man. Um, basically, uh, the story is about. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like a teen campground yes. thing, but their uh, production crew, and then weird shit starts happening. So be on the lookout for uh, Camp Coldbrook. Check out the trailer. There's no date of release just yet. The next one 
uh, is called I Think We're Alone Now. And I've heard about this one before a little bit, but it's a new one with Peter Dinklage and Elle Fanning. And uh, it's a it's a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic thing, but it doesn't look like it's supposed to be zombies. So I'm not really sure what has happened, but it definitely seems like it's going to be more about just the relationship between these two characters who find each other in the apocalypse or during the apocalypse and you know they have a bond and stuff so i'm not sure exactly how horror this is going to be but um i don't know anything post-apocalyptic probably has some kind of elements of it so yeah be on the lookout for that one it's coming out um everywhere on september 21st oh that's soon it's yeah it's pretty soon it's like three weeks or something from Mm -hmm. now so yeah go check that one out if you want right now though we're going to move into our first segment of the episode and it's going to be a good one this is the cult corner (laughs) what are we talking about for this week's cult corner sam we're talking about the original the og Mm -hmm. the first of its kind the adam (laughs) dawn of the dead 1978 directed by none other than the goat of zombie movies Mm -hmm. george a Romero. Yep, R.I.P. George. You gave us so many good movies. Dawn of the Dead, a sequel to the first really like great zombie film, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah, premiered in 1978. And mainly we're talking about it today because the film just turned 40 years old, which is insane. Yeah, holy shit. I mean, really when you think about it, it's a pretty old-ass movie. You know, but it, it stands the test of time like crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the practical effects are great. My, like, I, I sometimes I wonder how they pull off these practical effects. Because yeah. you remember at the beginning there was that, that black zombie. Mm-hmm. And he saw his wife. And she went to hug him. And then he just bit out a chunk of her skin. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of showed you how people are a problem, too. Like, at the beginning where they oh, had yeah. that SWAT officer. He's like, let's kill these N-word and these... Yeah. These, these Puerto Ricans, it's like, whoa, chill the fuck out. Yeah, th- I mean, there were a lot of, like, heavy messages and themes in the movie, even oh, though yeah. George Romero didn't really want to be known as that kind of director. But even with something as simple as, like, a gory zombie movie, he's talking about, like, race and class issues in Dawn of yeah. the Dead. He's talking about consumerism with them being at the shopping mall and living like kings or whatever, exactly. you know, and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, there's, I mean, there's some heavy messages, but, dude, the practical effects are are one of the things that make this movie like really cult seriously they're not like they're not really cheesy at all like it seems like i mean like like i don't know they weren't cheesy to me like some of some of the times like it seems like i'm watching a snuff film like kind of yeah because i mean i think the thing is that they obviously still look like people but not like the walking dead zombies so much where they just have like yeah like half their jaws missing and they have like a fish eye or something yeah they're just pale and they're yeah they're see there's a difference between here uh between this and the remake Mm-hmm. which george said he didn't like about the remake is in the remake they were like really fast yeah like just and they wouldn't have like more than like a three second shot mm-hmm. on like the zombies yeah dude in all of his movies they're like really slow oh yeah and i think that's how they i mean i think I, that's how they're supposed to be <laughs> i think the only way like zombies quote unquote should be like sprinting as if it's some dawn of the dead shit like or some resident evil shit some virus you know yeah not like like 21 days later that kind of stuff yeah not like dawn of the dead they die and then they come back to life and then mm-hmm. they're just like time to fucking run as quick as yeah. usain bolt and just fucking catch these fucking <laughs> yeah. people and the thing that pisses me off in these movies too like they don't like really you don't really see animals really get eaten yeah it's weird really. you just see people get eaten. it's like bro that's flesh yeah like people eat animals so if you're if you're just a body with just human instincts what your first instinct is to eat other humans that never that, that kind of bothered me yeah i don't know i mean i think that that's like a whole other i think this uh, thing <laughs> another thing about this movie honestly it i think people people ruin everything i think that was like the whole message, <laughs> the whole message yeah. of this movie because especially when those dudes show up at the mall and they move the fucking the fucking truck salt and then all the zombies fucking rush in yeah. and then you know, Are you talking about like the biker gang? Yeah, whatever? yeah, those yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're they're just trying to like loot them, you know. Yeah, but it's like, bro, these people are trying to survive. You know, oh, eat, yeah, a, eat yeah. a fucking dick, like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they're they were trying to survive too. You know, I mean, we see these things like very often in anything zombie related. The Walking Dead, notorious for it. You know, the humans end up being like 
the real antagonist. See, that's what I don't like. These, well, except Dawn of the Dead, like, still the main focus was the zombies, because, you know, yeah. they got in the helicopter at the end to flee from zombies, not from mm-hmm. a fucking, not literally from, like, yeah. yo, we got to get out of here for this biker gang. It was like, yeah. no, let's get out of here before these fuckers eat us, you know? Yeah, because the zombies in Dawn of the Dead were the message, you know? Yeah. They're supposed to represent how brain-dead people have become. You know, that's probably why they so. eat other people. But, like, in The Walking Dead and stuff like that, where they're just kind of in the background, you know, really, they, they're kind of just, like, I don't know, like, the mediators or some shit. Yeah, the main story, like, is, like, the people, and I hate that. Yeah. I like Dawn of the Dead because, like, it had elements, yeah, people are shit, too, and they can mm-hmm. fuck up your whole plan. You could be barricaded somewhere, and then they just fuck you up yeah. just because. Like, I, I like, I like you know, when they explore, like, the protagonists and stuff because they did that in dawn of the dead too you know the yeah. survivors they showed them being like really hedonistic once they were in the mall just doing whatever the fuck they wanted basically exactly. and then you know the zombies were like you know the brain dead consumers and stuff like exactly, that in this yeah. mall or whatever but that's what i thought, I thought this movie was like yeah. i was like i was watching it last night you know just to rewatch, and i was mm-hmm. like yo this is something about consumerism and yeah. like and like easily let like people being automatons you know like yeah. it's it's something but I mean, but I liked the the protagonist too. I mean, not exactly in that sense, but you know, they kind of explored them, but kind of didn't. There wasn't like super out there what they were feeling and stuff like that. But you know, when when she, um, the the girl, I forget her name. Started uh, with an R, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's it call was her Rachel. Let's call her. Let's yeah, just whatever. Call her. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. We're not on Wikipedia. Oh, I think it was look. Fran or something. Francine. Fran? Yeah. Francine? So uh, anyway, she it was, was something with the R A. Yeah, she she ended up getting pregnant, but it wasn't this huge big thing. You know, it was like, oh, she's fucking pregnant now. There's like this whole other thing they have to deal with, you know, and they exactly. and they tried to deal with it, and that was it. And then they you know escaped. And uh, originally, actually, I don't know if you know this, but originally. Um, Apparently they wanted to make Fran and Steven kill themselves yeah, at yeah. the end instead of getting away. Which didn't, wasn't Steven like contemplating shooting himself or yeah. something when he was in, when he was just like, but then he decided, fuck it, I'm going to go with them. Yeah. In the final cut. Yeah. He still was contemplating it, but he didn't do it. Originally he was supposed to do it. You know it. I would do? I mean, the only way I would kill myself during a zombie apocalypse is like right at that moment, they start chewing into me and there's like 20 of them then i would shoot myself but if i'm just yeah. like I, if i feel hopeless no like if it's like oh, oh yeah. I, I might not survive this boom if you no. still have like the ability in your body to try to get away then you have to get exactly. away exactly until know? until i get until like i see 20 of them trying starting to eat me i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not gonna fucking blow my head off <laughs> yeah i feel you i mean yeah i think those themes were really great in these movies because they were like really they were kind of like more internalized you they know were, they were it wasn't just right out there now mm-hmm. everything is like it has to be explicit like the audience is stupid I, that's probably why people are getting dumber because they have to have everything explained to them, yeah like you know? oh this came from a virus because that that it yeah like like i saw like unrelated but i saw some people talking about terrifier they're like there was no plot it was just some crazy guy killing people you think real crazy people just yeah. sit in their fucking house hmm, let me think of a reason i do this <laughs> right. shit bro someone could be born like from money and just mm-hmm. be have lead the happiest life but they still just want to kill people yeah. like there's no fucking plot it's not like they just sit down next to you and they tell you their whole life story and then like okay i'm gonna kill you now and you're like oh, okay thanks for telling me that that makes sense just yeah. go ahead and fucking kill me if some, if some psycho comes up to you with a knife you're, you're obviously thinking like yo what the fuck is going on yeah. why is this happening but he's not gonna tell you you're not gonna find out yeah that's what i liked about these older movies like in dawn of the dead they weren't mm-hmm. explaining it. They were just like people yeah, are people are killing liter- each other. Literally, like, in you Ni- got to cut off their heads and burn the bodies and shit. Like in Night of the Living Dead, I love it. It's literally like they just go to the graveyard and then there's zombies. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. And then they have to survive, you know. And then they uh, was that when the little it was a black and white movie, right? Yeah, where they locked themselves in the basement mm-hmm. and the little girl killed her mom with the little fucking. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But I, they didn't I, explain I, anything. You exactly. Know? That's why I think that's the best zombie movie to ever yeah. be released. Yeah, that I, I, I think that's better than Dawn of the Dead, but that's another. I mean, because that was yeah. like the fucking. Let's be real. That was like the fucking pioneer of that was all the OG. of this shit. Yeah, that was the Michael Myers of fucking zombie movies. Basically, yeah, really. That brought them to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, before that, we just had mostly giallo and monsters and drama and then Dawn of thrillers and stuff like that. Exactly, and then Dawn of the Dead kind of blew it all up. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, this is when everything started coming to the now. Now this is when everyone started to be like, "Yo, zombies, zombies, mm-hmm. the dead, the dead." Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, the score was fucking awesome it. in this movie, too. I love too. the score, yeah. The score was, like, super classic. Like, 
like it felt like the perfect soundtrack to have for a zombie movie. It had it was a real zombie movie mm. soundtrack. It wasn't like so, yeah, it, it, it was realistic. But yeah. I mean, some some people found it goofy because like you know when they were in the mall and that polka music was playing while they were killing yeah. zombies. I was like, ah oh, man, I kind of wish there was something cooler. You know, playing, no, that's but, that's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. But I mean, it makes sense. In a lot I mean, of in some movies, you know, they play tiptoe through the window while a killer's killing. Yeah. <laughs> through the window that's true yeah. and it fits it fits because like i don't know i think it represents oh, some yeah. sort of like madness like because you have to be mad to be listening to something that like relaxing calming and like you're just bashing people's fucking heads in even if they're yeah. zombies yeah it's an interesting like uh contrast i guess but apparently dario argento didn't like it. he worked uh with romero on this film at least mostly on the international side and he actually replaced a lot of the of the original score with uh with goblin music okay if you're familiar with goblin the band uh that did the score for suspiria oh shit yeah so he replaced a lot of the dawn of the dead international versions original score like with music from goblin uh so i actually haven't seen that cut and i haven't so i haven't heard the score but i imagine it's really good because the score for suspiria is phenomenal oh yeah obviously Suspiria so. is one of the best scores so is uh, all time yeah and burnt offerings and burnt offerings too yeah i mentioned burnt offerings anytime someone mentions the score 70s were a really good time for horror especially yeah. for zombie movies considering dawn of the dead like like i said they 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 brought zombies like they made them like super super mainstream then I yeah mean, after this came out it, because Night of the Living Dead, it was like, uh, it's one of those classic movies you turn on at mm. night when you're in like the, you know, 1970s and yeah. you're like a 50 year old guy. You're like, oh, Night of the Living yeah. Dead. This, this kind of like brought, I would say like, this is, this is probably what, I think even a lot of movies today take a lot from Dawn of the oh, Dead. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Because like, because originally like, let's, let's say Night of the Living Dead, for example, people weren't really the problem. Mm-hmm. It was the zombies. Yeah. And then Dawn of the Dead, I think, introduced, like, yo, people can be a huge problem during a time mm-hmm. like this. And then now, every zombie movie after that, you see yeah. people become a giant hindrance in these films. I mean, Day of the Dead went even further because there were even, like, in the story, there were supposed to be even less humans, oh, you yeah. know? So they were, like, cutthroat with each other. That's why the main antagonist was was a dude. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I don't really have that much more to say about Dawn of the Dead. Best, I best, love the movie so much. Best tagline ever, though, when there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk yes. to Earth. Yeah. See, Even like, the poster is, like, super good. It just reeks cult. Because back, back in the day, like, there was, it was never really explained, like, oh, this came from a virus, or this came, it was just, like, the dead are back, you know, evil yeah. is here, evil's walking the Earth, you know, like, it was, like, you know, ghouls and goblins, like, mm-hmm. and witches, and, like, yeah. now, They're, now zomb- and then zombies became, like, one of the classic trademarks of, yeah. like, that that halloween feel like uh, yeah dude i love it because i love zombie movies on, in all honesty and uh yeah i just wanted to touch kind of like i feel like night of the living dead you know brought attention to zombies but dawn of the dead really pushed it into the mainstream like you've been saying oh yeah Big time. um and yeah i'm super happy that it exists and that it's inspired all of these movies and uh yeah i mean it's just it's just a classic it's an it's an inspirational film in horror and in cinema in general uh george romero was a genius what do you think about the remake as compared to this one i actually like in i actually enjoyed the remake but in comparison to this one it's like a way inferior film yeah that one's like a like i think the difference is like the super hollywood feel of the remake like oh ah, you know the fucking disturbed (laughs) and the fucking and like in dawn of the dead um i was just i don't know you know, I was just going along with the ride with the main characters, but in Dawn of the Dead, I just fucking hated them. Yeah. I don't know why. I just didn't like any of the characters in Dawn of the Dead. The yeah. re- the remake, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't... I, would, I, but, I didn't really care if any of them made it out. Yeah. And then, the you know, blonde, all the fast actually, zombies I, and stuff. I cared about the blonde. The blonde and the black yeah. dude, like, the... Yeah. the Was it the, the cop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the shoddy? cop, yeah. I just cared about them, too. I wanted them, Pretty, too, to make it out. Yeah, I didn't give two shits about anyone else. Yeah, so that, I think that was one of the main reasons I felt it was a lot weaker. Um, the score was kind of very standard. Uh, the cinematography and stuff like that was okay. I mean, obviously the special effects were excellent. They could have done they could have done more shots of like like the dead. Yeah, but I, I think that the zombies in Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, the original, were just way more iconic. You know, they had that like they seemed realistic, because, bright like, blood and stuff. Because when you die, you 
turn pale. You're like a ghost. Like yeah, that's, that's what, what I these was th- these guys look like. They just died a few hours ago. Yeah. In like the, the in like the modern zombie movies where the flesh is coming off them. Yo, that's supposed to be after weeks or months of rotting. Yeah. You know, like this this just broke out, so I guess they're gonna look fresh. So yeah. But uh, should watch Zombie Two though. Yeah, dude, Zombie Two or Zombie by Lucio Fulci is is so good. Isn't that supposed to be like an unofficial remake to this? Or yeah, remake or sequel, or I think it's supposed to be like an oh, unofficial yeah. sequel. Unofficial or sequel, like yeah. But doesn't it have like different characters, or how would it? Be? No, it's completely different. I think it was just a marketing tactic to, to you know, make it like sell more. It's when the zombie sticks a piece of wood into the lady's yeah. eye, right? Yeah, that movie's great. I dude. remember they were talking about that, and we're gonna discuss this probably in the future if we can find the hundred scariest movie moments. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite shows ever during Halloween on AMC, or was it on Bravo? Yeah, I used to watch that, too. Didn't they have, like, guest hosts or something like that? Yeah, first they had 100 scariest movie moments, and then they had 50 50 scarier movie moments. Okay. I remember that used to play along with uh, uh, most terrifying places on Earth or whatever. Yeah. With with that short old lady. (laughs) She was on the one from Leslie Vernon. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, She used to narrate them, like... Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I miss those shows too, but speaking of scary movies, I think we're going to move on now to our main segment, but first, we just want to include a couple of messages from some of our other great sports radio Detroit shows. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Roger. And if you like Tigers baseball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, analytics, pop culture references, movies, sports, food, check us out. Look for Tigers SRD on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Do you love pop culture? Discussions about pop culture? Ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other? I I mean, I do think Flea's a good bass player. He does what he does very well. And like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric. What is so funny? What I just didn't like? know he talked so long about flea. I, d- I didn't know anybody had I mean, so many just, feelings. I do. So I, many. I feelings. got feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. Over under fair. Your final word in pop culture relevance. All right, so The Conjuring. Okay, so I'm going to come right off the bat and, like, I'm going to say, I'm going to make a statement. I'll explain it later after you give me your thoughts. Okay. Okay. Conjuring 1 was great. Okay. Conjuring 2 was poop. Annabelle was poop. <laughs> and the second Annabelle was great. Okay. What do you think? Um... Yeah, I I didn't care for the first Annabelle at all. Yeah, it and was. And truth be told, I don't think I've ever like seen it with a hundred percent clarity. Yeah, you know, I've just been really distracted watching it. But it was a bad movie. I didn't like it at all. It was too cliche. Uh, it was boring. The characters were just ass. Like they they didn't even feel like people to me. It was boring. I, I think that was yeah, my was main boring. problem. It was super boring. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't scary. It wasn't even like jump scary Nothing. that much. It was just like yeah, it was just bland. It was just attempting to cash in on the Conjuring series by giving yeah. us a backstory because, like Barnabas mentioned earlier, like people are stupid nowadays and need everything explained to them. Yeah, seems weird how now movies are doing that. Yo, we're gonna give you two movies and then then we're gonna give you the prequels and the backstories. Right. And then we're probably gonna do like a spin-off in a little bit. Like Yeah, I would I would be okay with zero prequels. Just tell it in fucking chronological order if you know you're going to yeah, like, do that. That, but <laughs> that like worked fine like the past forty years of film. Seriously. It's it's been fine. There's been Halloween one, Halloween two, fuck yeah. Halloween three, <laughs> Halloween four, Halloween five, Friday the thirteenth part one. It didn't yeah. go Friday the thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth part two, and then uh Jason Voorhees, the backstory part right. one, and then Jason Voorhees, the backstory part two. Yeah, no, it didn't. I, I hate that in horror. And it's, like, mainly in horror. It really which is, is. Which is dumb. I, uh, That's because of the audiences. Yeah. I blame the yeah. audiences. You know what I would do? If I created, like, Hellraiser... Well, Hellraiser's not a good example, but just pretend, like, if I created Hellraiser, then people were just like, oh, I want to know about Pinhead's backstory and stuff. I would be like, you know what? You're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck you. You can you can watch more movies and I, think about it more. It's I, I miss when the antagonist used to be an enigma. 
Yeah, it, I and, love that. It maintains something mysterious. It had its own yeah. allure to it. Now, when you spell everything out, mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, I understand. Like, yeah. I mean, even, even okay, so take like Chucky, you know? Exactly. Like, even even though you knew that he was some kind of criminal who fucking used some black magic, and he was a shit strangler to put his soul, yeah, to put his soul into a doll. Like you still didn't really know that much about Chucky. Exactly. Until knew, of course, like the new movies, kind he just of. Knew Charles Lee Ray, and he was a child strangler yeah. or whatever. Yeah. A woman's and, and he was in a doll, and the kid got him, and then he, he was just like couldn't control his impulses to murder, and he just murdered people. You know, if it was, was nowadays, like, it would be Child's Play One, Child's Play Two. Yeah. Charles uh, part three would just be called the story of Charles Lee Ray or something with origin or just Ray it. it would just be called Ray you know Ray. Was like like the like the like uh like Ray Charles the movie oh like, my god and there would be uh, Ray two the book of witches or something right. you know and, explaining how he learned black magic and then it would like go back to Chucky three or whatever yeah. and, oh my god I'm just I'm over it but anyway <laughs> yeah I thought Annabelle creation was good even though it was a prequel yeah it was whatever but it was good it was was a good movie my my order of how good they are would be the conjuring annabelle creation and then annabelle and the conjuring 2 like for me like they're tied for Mm. suckiness because conjuring 2 was so fucking boring and it didn't even have like a like the ending was like well i guess we got rid of the ghost like yeah (laughs) i don't don't know okay listen i I, I haven't i haven't talked about it it felt like it it wasn't well put together the pacing was really weird i hated the fact that they took from insidious like the whole astral projection bullshit because that was like exclusively like an insidious thing and now i I guess it's because it's blue mouse they're like the fucking got a body (laughs) the fuck (laughs) Uh, okay let me let me tell you my thoughts The, the conjuring one excellent movie i loved it yeah even i mean it wasn't even like really jump scare i don't want to get into that but uh, i thought it was a good movie it kept your it kept your eyes glued to this i don't want to yeah, fucking dude. i don't want to pull yeah. out my phone and go on my phone it when was, was cool because it, it kind of went back to the old like haunted house movies with mysteries in yeah, them, and it was know? like super atmospheric too mm-hmm. like yeah and like we, he, we we kind of dwelled into like ed and lorraine's characters a little like sort of yeah. not not like way too much they were just like hey, yeah. god brought us together i mean <laughs> even though they were the main characters they almost didn't feel like it i think it did a good job balancing like them and then the other family oh, as yeah, well big you time. know yeah. so i mean so there wasn't like too much of one or the other and i was always like intrigued by what was happening and then like when they finally came in and more shit started happening in the movie i thought it was I thought it was really cool, but like those suspenseful moments with just the family and they're getting terrorized, like those were all great. Yeah, I like that. The fucking yeah, that, that, the clapping. Oh my god, yeah. that's see, that's what separated that the. That's what separates this movie from the others. But mm-hmm. then, like I said, it has it had like originality in it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that clapping thing hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. But then the second one, like I said, with the astral projection, like they that kind of I don't know how like. You critics are cocksuckers. Like I don't know how the second one got such a. I remember when it was, when they were talking about it coming out, and I was like, "Oh, dude, Conjuring Two is gonna bomb." And I seen it had over a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, "Are you all like, you guys are really like fucking ri- okay, so, riding riding this so movie?" L- l- let me say this: I actually like Conjuring Two. You know, I think I think you know this, but I yeah, yeah. I do like it, and I I get your complaints about it and with some of them i do agree the, i mean the pacing was kind of weird the main thing that i didn't like about this movie is that it felt like there was just too much going on sometimes exactly. like too many subplots you know you had the main plot with the old man ghost thing and then he turned out to be valak the nun uh you know like that that in of itself was already kind of a lot like you're trying to kind of trying to like throw in too many things to like think about here and shit like that and it's kind of cluttering it and then like there was that whole sub thing with like the crooked man or whatever which i don't know if that was supposed to be like some kind of other manifestation of it or uh, anyway that was kind of dumb that was like this whole other side plot i didn't care that the family was poor and struggling i'm sorry i just yeah. really didn't you know we, so, all, we all dealt with that so we kind of yeah we so, don't have sympathy like that, pull yourself out that yeah hole. but that <laughs> was just like another thing that they were trying to add on yeah and so the writing kind of felt cluttered which is probably why the pacing felt bad it felt like i don't think the writing was cluttered it felt like it felt lazy and it, it, it felt like pseudo substantial like it yeah. was like they were trying to add too much substance to it and it yeah and for me which which made none of the things really feel that like su- you know significant yeah and it made me not want to like piece everything together yeah because like i i was well i, I just didn't know where the pieces were fucking going sometimes exactly, you yeah know? like i was like where 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 is this movie headed half the time i was asking myself yeah. i'm not an old guy 
actually I am, but this nun demon is making me stay yeah. in this house. Blah. Yeah, the Conjuring one was great because it had and the jump a, scares a, were perfect. Yeah, it had a central premise. Exactly. And, it, and I mean, yeah, okay, it showed Ed and Lorraine a few times, like apart from that. But like I said, I think it balanced it well, and everything was still tied into what the family was experiencing, exactly. and that's it. And it had the character development was good in that one too. Yeah, yeah. In the second one, you could give a like you said, you could give a fuck less mm-hmm. about what's going on. But the first one, like, it's just this happy family, mm-hmm. da, 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 and then all of a sudden, like yeah. you know, it was. But, just, but I mean, the mom was possessed, so it yeah. tied into the story perfectly. Ooh, the the, the, the conjuring when she too, was, there was when she was possessed, that scared the shit. When she was just fucking mm-hmm. crawling under the fucking yeah, house, yeah, that was crazy. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I mean. Conjuring 2 kind of lacked in that originality, but I did really like it because mainly the nun, all those parts I feel like were were horror perfection. Yeah. You know, like when she came out of the painting and stuff, mm-hmm. like, like that actually kind of genuinely scared me, you know? So I thought all of that was great, which is why I'm excited for the nun uh, movie, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I kind of agree with some points, but I also did kind of like it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's more it. of, yeah it's, it's more of like an enjoyable watch to me um and i think that some parts of it are really cool there was also that really funny joke uh that it was like ed warren and they were like setting up for the like shoot or whatever mm-hmm. you know to like capture the the thing the ghost and he was carrying that like big ass camera on his shoulders and he was like moving it around and then he was like ah oh, it's so like light you yeah. know <laughs> And I just couldn't help but laugh as like a filmmaker. That was that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> what do you think about Annabelle? The first one? Yeah. I, I think I already told you pretty much what I thought. I didn't really like I mean, I was pretty distracted when I watched it, but I was just bored, like nothing was really happening. I, I watched all of these movies besides Conjuring Two in theaters. And uh I think the thing with Annabelle is it didn't scare me. Yeah. Like it It just didn't hold my attention. It, you know? Me either. Like when I was at the theater I was with a girl. So my focus Same. was like, yo, when when should I throw my arm around her? Right. Like, yeah. when's this? And I didn't get a chance because the movie wasn't fucking scary. I didn't fucking like. She didn't even lean in. She wasn't covering yeah. her eyes or nothing. I think we were so bored. I think I we actually like made out in the theater. Yeah, bro. Kinda, I mean, and there was only like one other person in there anyway. You know. Yeah, I mean, not. It was it was bad. Movie. It was bad, but creation was actually pretty fucking. I like creation. Yeah, I mean, it it gave like the story a lot more substance because the writing was actually good. I feel like. I feel like I feel like now knowing Annabelle creation for me, mm-hmm. that makes Annabelle like a little better, and yeah. the, even The Conjuring two a little better, a little. Yeah. But like, I don't think Annabelle should have been like made. I think that yeah. we should have ignored whatever happened in Annabelle. And Annabelle creation, I think, should have been Annabelle. Oh, yeah, definitely. That should have been the whole Annabelle movie. Setting it in, like, the modern age, like, where it's not even really, like, the origin story is stupid. Why even create the movie? Might as well just have it had, yeah, be Annabelle creation the whole time. Exactly. Go with the actual, like, you know, origin of the doll and shit, and and there you go. You know how these movies should have went in order? Should have been The Nun. Yeah. Then it should have been Annabelle creation, mm. and then Annabelle, and then Conjuring one and two that could have been made into one movie if Conjuring two didn't just keep fucking blabbering on and adding on shit. That would have been well. It's it's a whole other like case though. So still, but they could have made it better for sure. But anyway, I, I yeah I, I kind of agree. Um, so yeah, I mean now we're even going further back with the nun, which is what would should have been in the fucking first place. Mm, like yeah, fuck Annabelle like. Why didn't they just make the nun and then make the Annabelle? Movies? I agree. Yeah. Well, obviously because Conjuring Two came out after Annabelle, but oh, yeah. that's neither here. Or there. I mean, they, they probably could have made the nun first and then release. Yeah, release Conjuring Two. Like, hey, this, this was like thing. what the nun was like four hundred years ago. Like, yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's like fucking medieval times, basically. You, you can already tell this movie's not going to be like. This is going to be a fucking hopeless movie because like mm, Valak yeah, is still yeah. here in modern day. Yeah, I mean, I, she could have gotten sealed away or something. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is some hope. She probably gets sealed into, like, some sort of doll yeah. back then. And then... I mean, the, the cool thing about the Conjuring universe of movies is that, for the most part, there is actually some hope. You know, the Conjuring 1. Oh, yeah, 1 they had... They all live and stuff. 1 was great. Even 2, um... It was, you know. it was kind of, it was, it was a toss up. It was like, is it gone? Like that, yeah, that's how, that was yeah. the feel at the end of it. That, Just because they were leading up to the nun. Yeah. Like that's how, at the end of Conjuring 2, that's how I felt. I was like, mm. that is, is that it? Like, I was right, like, is yeah. it, 
Did 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 it leave? Yeah. Um, so oh, I just... don't know. I mean, but I, I I think it's cool. Like you know, I did actually kind of want to know more about the the nun demon. So I mean, I'm kind of I'm pretty glad this is coming out. But I love the setting and everything, and I love the time period and the actual. I don't know. Visuals and everything look good, and the nun actually looks scary. I, I like I like the fact that it, it looks like it's gonna be more of like. I think it's gonna be like, and I'm gonna call it. It's gonna be like the whole movie is gonna be like atmospheric mm, like yeah but there's gonna be a lot of jump scares i think i i think yeah, that's I think, so I think that's the only good time to put jump scares is when the movie's like super atmospheric and suspenseful yeah not just randomly you know i'm going to my bathroom and then i close yeah. my bathroom mirror and then in the bathroom mirror there's the ghost and he screams at me and then i turn around and he's gone yeah like it actually has to have like a lead up you know it can't yeah. just be like random like oh here's this person living his life and then boom ghost yeah. you know that, that's that's dumb it's too abrupt i want know? it to be like some nuns were trying to conjure something and then they uh-huh. fucked up <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i mean we're gonna see but apparently it's supposed to tell the story so i'm pumped for that the, the last thing i want to leave off with is just real quick uh, just the influence of the conjuring movies on horror in general i mean oh dude huge huge yeah, huge because uh and let's be real if Paranormal Activity never got released, Insidious mm. or The Conjuring would not have been made. So, um, yeah, probably. Let's put it this way: uh, I would say Paranormal Activity was like the kind of like the catalyst, sort of. Yeah, it was like the the cabinet of Doctor Calgary. <laughs> okay. I would say that that's what it kind of was, and then uh, after that, when Insidious came out, mm-hmm. Insidious was like the Michael. Okay. And then The Conjuring was like the Jason. I would say. Yeah, I mean something like that <laughs> i would say actually the conjuring would be more like michael because of like the yeah. shaky fucking yeah the shaky story compared. you know yeah sort of yeah, I, I i totally i totally get what you're saying in terms yeah. of like influence i mean like yeah how definitely they, yeah because, because uh no actually no michael would have to be insidious because insi- well we don't have to get into semantics i know and stuff, I, I just <laughs> i just think like i don't know insidious was like they're lucky they made that otherwise i don't think they would have made the conjuring either because they, yeah. they share a lot of similar elements like oh yeah for the sure same, the same shit happens like in well not not to sound like 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 i'm putting them down but like the same type of shit happens but like you could tell it's bloom house you know what i'm saying yeah. like, and i think that's i but, think you know they have their own style which is which is cool i like uh honestly the i want to see where the conjuring series goes because as far as right now i like the insidious series a lot better uh, I mean, yeah, Insidious: The Last Key was. I gotta, wa- I gotta watch it through, like. Yeah, for like real. When I'm just <laughs> fucking just drunk out of my mind, so I'll pay attention to it. I'll right. just put my phone down and just be like, "Oh shit! <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Did you see that? Did you see that fucking dude? dude that dude's fingers were fucking keys, man! Like that type of shit." Yeah, like. yeah, I get it. Yeah, you do, but I, I don't know. I mean, did you like kind of like? lazily watch it too? No, I didn't lazily watch it. I think I actually went to the theater to see it. Oh yeah, you told but, me. You went. Yeah, but oh. uh. I watched it off fucking... I bought it off Comcast and I didn't watch it. I paid $6 to not yeah, watch you should, it. you should check it out. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously The Conjuring is centered on the Warrens. They have a lot of other cases, you know, not quite as high profile as the two that have already been explored, but they could probably make a bunch more Conjuring movies if they really wanted to. But I feel like they're almost kind of setting up for some kind of, like, you know, overall arc with the Warren characters. Obviously, they get old. You know, oh, so yeah. I don't know if they're gonna do like some kind of time skip or some, I don't know. But I think they might be setting them up to have some kind of you know end, whether they die or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. Are I mean, they dead in real life. Uh, Ed Warren is. Yeah, Lorraine Warren's alive, but she's like really old. I don't know how old she is. Like ninety something or something. Yeah. So uh, well, I don't know how long she's got left, but but uh, yeah. We'll see what happens with with the Conjuring movies, but the, yeah, the influence they've left on horror is so crazy. We have so many imitators now, Seriously. so you many more the, like haunted house type movies. If you go on popcorn flicks, there's even like a like a bootlegged nun movie. I think it's called oh, Sacrilege yeah. or something. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, <laughs> they the people always do this. Like they release copycat movies just to throw people off. And you got This wasn't the first evil nun movie though. Oh yeah, Th- sure. there was first there was American Horror Story where. Mm-hmm. One of the sisters was literally possessed by Satan. Yeah, and then there's been there's been like older stuff too. I just don't. know There's the another titles. one called the Nun from like 05 too. Oh yeah, 
No, I mean, I mean from like the seventies and eighties. There's like oh, evil there's, nun stuff, but I don't know the names of them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. And, I can't uh, wait, honestly. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad I'm seeing more horror movies like The Conjuring and stuff like that. But yeah, um, let us know what you guys think about The Conjuring universe of films, including Annabelle. What's your favorite? Do you have any other James Wan favorites? You know, we we didn't really talk like a ton about James Wan, but you know, mainly it was about The Conjuring. I think he's you know definitely one of the kings of horror right now. I, I don't really think there's much more to say about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But we are going to throw it back now with our last segment of this episode, the chopping block. <laughs> and I said throwback because this one is definitely an homage to the '80s, to movies like even well, even to movies like Trick or Treat. This one is the Barn. Oh my God, dude. Okay, so <laughs> now officially, we talked about this already official halloween night mm-hmm. movies that we're gonna watch and then are are for halloween trick-or-treat both all hallows eves halloween and now the barn the barn yeah don't forget halloween 4 but you know i i, I don't want to list all the michael movies basically yeah. watch michael, there's, there's a lot <laughs> you need watch the michael movies watch the trick-or-treat mm-hmm. the art the clown movies yeah and the barn I would say trick or treat would probably be trick or treat or the barn. I, I actually I would start off my Halloween with the barn. I think that's a good at least choice, for horror yeah. movies. But during the day, you know, I'll start off with something like Halloween Town or yeah, stuff like that. Hocus some, Pocus, yeah, some, some shit, like yeah. spooky but not scary. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Halloween esque Scooby Doo stuff. Yes, oh, the Scooby Doo movies are are perfect. I like the I like the Halloween themed uh, like TV shows. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like when each like during Halloween time like each tv show has their halloween mm-hmm. episode like spongebob did with the flying dutch yeah those are dope i always like i always like was you know in like a lot of anticipation for those episodes oh my god man I, yeah i was dying and i'm and now now i'm just happy like that we found the barn because yeah. this was seriously a hidden gem seriously so i mean we found this movie on uh tubi which t-u-b-i is is not a new app but we just kind of rediscovered it and they have a ton of of horror movies Bro, 1001 horror movies yeah and a lot of them are set in the 80s a lot of them are really obscure but good like redwood mm-hmm. massacre they got a movie called it waits and we saw you know barnabas was we were looking through the queue and barnabas found the barn like he's like yo yeah. what's that what's the barn and we looked and it had some like creepy face above it mm-hmm. and we're like let's check it out so start playing it the camera work is super retro yeah the the setting is super retro and right off the bat at the beginning it has a child being killed right yeah it's and the kill is like really brutal yeah too. the kill is super like the kills in this aren't like like halloween you know they're yeah. not like stab in the darkness and then cut to the next scene it's like no you see everything like, yeah well in in a lot of the kills yes you do but actually a lot of it's kind of you don't always see him like you know smashing the hammer oh yeah down yeah. or whatever but yeah that 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 i feel like makes it kind of more obvious that it's modern not that older movies weren't this gory and brutal and stuff but some of them were yeah but there's, there's a lot of splatter shit but i feel like you know with the effects of this and like the cam work and everything it, it's fairly obvious that it's kind of a newer film just because i feel like it's way more willing to show that kind of brutality and stuff and like, oh yeah so but i really liked it i thought the effects were great it was all practical um i don't even know I couldn't even begin to guess how like small of a budget this movie had, but it looked really polished. You know, some a, of the some of the acting was kind of, eh, but yeah, the act, the main character. Sometimes he had moments. Yeah, the, his friend was good though. What's his name? Uh, Sam was. It, I think it was no, Josh. Or yeah, Josh. Like that. Sam was the crappy one. Yeah. Damn it, Sam. <laughs> but uh, not crappy, but you know, at some moments it seemed like yeah, see, it seemed like they were trying to be like cheesy's eighty actors. You know what it I was mean? A little like, forced, yeah, yeah, kind of. But, like, the premise was great. It was all based mm-hmm. upon, like, a local urban legend. Like, mm-hmm. don't knock on the barn. And people are like, well, if we, what if they got better candy in the barn? I'm like, yeah, in what universe does that shit make any fucking sense? Right. Like, but basically, the, it was, like, a, you know, folklore about these three, I don't know what they were, demons or something. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to make yeah. sacrifices for Satan. Yeah, but and so if you knock on their barn door saying trick or treat, then they kill you. Yeah. and make their offering and they're all like well one is the boogeyman 
which is like this miner or something. He was he was the best out of. Yeah, he I was liked the him the best. Then there was the pumpkin patch guy, uh, the candy corn scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, and then there was um, I, I forgot what the pumpkin guy's name was. The pump- Hollow Jack or something like that. They're gonna have me kicking pumpkins this whole Halloween. So right. basically, with the pumpkin dude, wherever there's a jack o' lantern, he can like form. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you got a jack, like even at one point, there's an old dude in the movie. He's like the crazy old guy. Like you're gonna thank me for this. Like he's yeah, just yeah. kicking the fuck out of jack o' lanterns. Like yeah, they, uh, they had a lot of those guys in like old '80s movies too. You know, like those kind of characters. Yeah that were like that they knew what was going on but they were only on screen for like two seconds or something to like, yeah, like warn the, the characters like or the old dude that was warning people on friday the 13th yeah when he got before he got strangled by jason with and the there, was, in there the was one, one in like uh there was that old dude night of the demons too right warning them about the candy or something like that oh yeah or, or was it was something like that there's always a old dude warning people and yeah. no one listens to the old timers yeah so there were a lot of these like kind of cool 80s easter eggs and uh, I actually kind of read up on it, and the director Justin Seaman, Seaman, uh, <laughs> because I don't even want to say Seaman. Yeah, it's Seaman. Seaman, <laughs> you ever what? You ever play the South Park game where <laughs> yeah. like you you meet up with uh, the Seaman? He's like Aquaman, and, yeah. and then and I forgot who was like Tim Jesus. He's like, wasn't, wasn't he like gay or something? Yeah, he's like, hey Jesus. He's like, he, he's like, hey Seaman. It's Seaman. Oh, it's Seaman. <laughs> Is it Seaman? I hope so. Uh, oh, I don't know. But anyway, Justin Seaman, Seaman, uh, apparently began planning for the barn over a period of years and based the movie's script on a small book he wrote when he was only eight. And then uh, it mentions that in order to achieve the 80s feel, the crew attempted to replicate 80s camera work and lighting techniques. Well, so I don't. Good. Yeah, I don't know if that means that they used film. I'm assuming not. It was probably in post, but they did a great job it looked super retro like i was actually watching an 80s movie yeah it, it and like the i love the, like the super like zany halloween characters like right off the bat like they were just pranking people like yeah. like they pranked the the kids and then the the older lady her acting was bad but yeah it was. you know she was like your stereotypical you'll see you'll see yeah old lady there's trying to be all, that harbinger of doom or yeah there's always one of those but this movie had everything mm-hmm. the killer guys fucking i give it a good nine out of ten like yeah, I, they re- were great. I, re- I really like the get up mm-hmm. story i love urban legends this is a this is a this is a nine out of ten for me as well yeah great story uh character development you actually do give a fuck if the characters make it out or not yeah you know? josh had the best character i actually wanted him to live josh you know? oh man when i th- when, he, when he when i thought he died spoiler alert yeah i was kind of sad i was <laughs> sad because like that was my favorite dude because mm-hmm. he was he seemed like he seemed like the only one that should make it out alive right like he was kind of level-headed actually you know yeah like he didn't want to just like go gung-ho and try to attack these demons he or did, whatever he did though when that chick got killed kind of yeah that's when he kind of lost his shit and sam was like yo chill out bro yeah. but he was kind of trying to be like the voice of reason sometimes yeah he was and that's so. why i liked him he, mm-hmm. i think he's even the one that uh no i think it was sam that pointed out yo if we're wearing our masks they don't attack us like, yeah he was the one with all the like halloween knowledge and yeah. knowledge about the folklore so that's why he was the central character i just wish like him as a person was more interesting kind of or like his acting but Dude, that, that massacre at the at the little party or whatever, oh yeah that was that fucking was crazy uh, the pacing of this movie was amazing too i liked it, like yeah. it was like it all happens basically in one night we get a flashback mm. of something that happened back in like the 50s and then all of a sudden we're like to the 1980s you know and yeah. like you know people are like well did you hear about the barn it's like what do you mean about the barn if right. you knock on, let's all go knock on the barn oh what could go wrong and then like the first death was cool like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but... Oh, my God. Watch this movie. Download... I'm, yeah, it was we, great. We don't get paid to endorse... We endorse what's good, okay? Right. Download Tubi. Mm-hmm. If you have a fire... If you have a fire stick or a fire TV, Tubi has no advertisements. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been watching yeah, have horror movies, like, the past... Like, two weeks, like, just off of Tubi. There, There's so many options. I mean, a lot of them are kind of bad, but The Barn was phenomenal. Um, I just... I really, really liked it. The score, too yeah the score was super retro it was amazingly retro very very 80s but you know what i think actually like just from the way it like began it reminded me of madman yeah which was which was dope except this one had like two more antagonists but i'm not gonna lie madman is like one of the best 80s slashers i would agree with that yeah for sure and this this is one of the this is one of the best independent horror movies like 
in yeah. the past few years. I, I was going to say, say like modern slashers. Seriously, because I mean, since besides All Hallows Eve, I haven't watched that like what these Halloween themed movies mm-hmm. and been like, wow, you know, so good. Yeah, Until I, I saw this, really like, good. it had the Halloween feel. Pumpkins everywhere, kids mm-hmm. trick-or-treating. Like, it felt like they were in real life. You know, it wasn't like a movie yeah. set where, like, all right, now, he, you come over here, you walk over mm-hmm. here. There wasn't, like, six people. Just There was people everywhere. Yeah, but it had a small-town feel to it still, you know, which It felt great. like uh, like some, uh, the, the small-town feel. It really, really, actually, it reminded me a lot of My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, it did. Especially, like, right at the beginning of My Bloody Valentine, like, where they're all hanging out at that one place. Mm-hmm. I think they were having, like, a little party just like on this. I remember, like, yeah. It had the same vibes, honestly, for me. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. And then they had, like, the classic, like, moment where they gear up and go to fight. Oh, like, man, the, there's always some sort of, like, guys. they had the little, what's it called, the little montage? like. Yeah, yeah. Just of them, like, putting all their gear on and, like, equipping their weapons I wanna and get, stuff. I want to get some of those reflective vests. Yeah, what those are cool, about yeah. That? I, f- I forget what the name of their, like, little, like, company was, but it was some kind of, like, lawn mowing service or something like that. I, I don't know, but... but yeah, final thoughts. Yeah. I think this is a great... This is a, and and I'm, you know me, I'm very, very, like, nihilistic. And I'm very, very critical. This movie, like, touched my feels. Like, it doesn't have to be a logical thing for me to like a movie. Just just hit me with some nostalgia and some Halloween. The Halloween spirit in this movie is, like, it's, like, it radiates, bro. Like, there's heavy Halloween spirit. Like, even if this film wasn't filmed in October or, like, fall time, it really felt like, a Halloween time movie. And I agree. This yeah. is definitely gonna be one of the classics. They need. I wish like stuff like this would get out there more. Yeah, this movie definitely needs more attention because I had no idea because it existed. The way we found it is we were like I said we were scrolling through the feed mm-hmm. and Barnabas was just like, "Yo, look at the barn, look at that guy." You know, yeah. like what is that? And yeah, the description was like '80s throwback slasher or something like that, and, and we were like, "Oh, okay." Immediately, I I wanted to get on that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's. And I was talking about it last week too. I was like, "This is gonna be one of those days where I'm gonna look back and I'm like, yo, you remember when we found the barn and we yeah. were eating popcorn? What a good fucking day! Like, yeah, it was. It was a great night. But yeah. Final thoughts. You know, the acting was. Man, I give it like you know. I'll be generous. I'll give it a good seven. Okay. Because minus three for like the monotoneness, you know. And yeah. Like, but like the practical effects were great. I love the practical effects. The monsters, killers, whatever you want to call them, were great. Nine out of mm-hmm. ten for me the halloween spirit vibe 10 out of 10 for me yeah like overall this movie is not chopped yeah I, definitely I, not. Give, I give it a solid 9 out of 10 like nice it it's gonna be in my classics like i said to watch with halloween town halloween mm-hmm. and all those classic halloween movies and i'm so yeah. so happy that was it justin seaman yeah seaman 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 <laughs> i'm so happy that justin m seaman like it doesn't even sound right. Semen. Like, yeah. I just won't think about the, the liquidy <laughs> nut. <laughs> but <laughs> Justin Seaman, bro, even though we're joking about your name, you you created yeah. this, this fucking masterpiece. You and I don't, I, I don't even think you realize. I don't even think he realizes that he made such a good movie. Like, yeah. Well, it sounds like it was kind of a passion project for him. So I hope that he realizes that there are fans out there. And uh, if you guys are listening, go check it out and spread the word man because this is why we're here i mean like we've always talked about like yo i want to like tell people about these obscure movies Mm -hmm. i watched and like now we can like we could share this with you so yeah dudes go check out the barn on tubi that's t-u-b-i t-u-b-i you get on your phones it's available on your phones your your xbox laptop fire tv roku that's t-u-b-i so much horror bro i'm not even joking like yeah they got the original Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. They got It Waits. Don't they have Sus? Do they have Suspiria? They have Suspiria. Yeah, I think they have Suspiria. They have Suspiria. They have so much shit. They have a, a lot of zombie movies as mm-hmm. well. A lot of paranormal movies, and a lot of cult cult classic movies like Drive-In Massacre, yeah. Driller Killer. Driller Killer. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff. Yeah, go check it out. We highly recommend it. And let us know what you guys think of the barn where we write to not chop it, or should it have been obliterated never yeah. it will, the bond will never die and it's 20, I, I like it a lot 2016 yeah. too so yeah. like super recent and yeah amazing i was just gonna say last thing before we finish up here i just wanted to say real quick that i, I feel like independent of the whole like halloween 
nature of it and stuff like that and the nostalgia i think it was a good movie oh, apart yeah. from oh that, yeah you know? so, i think so too yeah um so i think that's pretty much going to do it here uh we just want to leave off with some final ways that you guys can follow more of our ghoulishness you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at grave discussions uh, and twitter we are grave disc srd and then we also have a brand new website that's gravediscussions.net. We have our about me's in there if you want to know a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. Our episodes lead you right to that archive. Yep. Right to Sports Radio Detroit. Don't forget to check them out as mm-hmm. well at SRD. They have a Twitter, Facebook, and an Instagram. That's Sports Radio Detroit. Yep. And I think it was actually announced, but just another real quick thing here. We are going to be doing a special Halloween episode. That's Halloween, the, the new movie that's coming out. Yes. With... Uh, the good people over at over under fair and uh, so that should be coming out hopefully you know we're, hopefully we're gonna release it pretty soon we're gonna have a general discussion then there's gonna be i think uh, i think they're gonna release the episode once the movie is out and we're gonna do like a like a general like mm. discussion about the series the in general yeah because yeah the franchise because i'm a fucking look i'm out of all the horror that exists i'm 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 a michael and a jason freak yeah so anything to do with these guys like like these these are like some of my obsessions when i was young i I owned multiple jason masks and machetes and toys multiple michael masks and knives and i had like my whole life i've owned more than 10 michael myers masks so yeah every year i it's weird every year i buy a michael myers mask yeah it's just the past two years i haven't because like it's been a rough rough few years but yeah no, i get it now that i'm back into the groove of things bro like yeah it's like tradition i know a lot of you guys are like that too so be on the lookout for that episode just go check out sports radio detroit and all of our stuff but i think that's gonna do it here yeah it is and make sure you catch us next week and the week after that and the week after that Ad infinitum, and we will see you on Grave Discussion. <laughs>